Welcome. You are now tuned in to Real Estate Investing Women podcast. Laura and myself, Liz, are a mother-daughter team that has a combination of lifetime experience as Laura has over 33 years of experience in the real estate investing business, but also with a modern vision and approach by myself, Liz, a newer investor of five years. Combined, we created a winning formula. We are dedicated to empowering women as they start the real estate investing journey by offering a supportive community of like-minded women, up-to-date training and strategies, and showing you how to build a real estate investing business of your dreams around your lifestyle. We are going to share with you the real deal as it comes to real estate investing. So listen in, and today we will address a specific topic and answer your burning real estate investing questions. Be sure to email in your questions to be featured at questions at realestateinvestingwomen.com. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Laura Alameri, and today we have a real special guest, uh, Vicky Scatini. And uh, me and Vicky actually have a story that's very common in a lot of ways. And she's very creative. She is a woman that's uh, really ahead of her times on a lot of things that she has done. And I see a lot of value here that we can bring with her own experience as far as real estate investing. And I'm sure she can resonate with a lot of you like she did with me. Now, um, tell me a little bit about your life. Well, first of all, go ahead and introduce Vicky. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited. And yes, when we talked last time, I was like, oh my gosh, are you sure you're not telling my story? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, and one of the things that obviously we point out is that everybody has a specialty, right? So we started kind of the same way with the buying hold, and then I migrated more into wholesaling, fix and flip. Whereas uh, Vic is more about the buy and hold experience, but in a creative way. That's what I like it because I always say it's easy to do buy and hold if you can get bank financing, but what if you can't, right? So really stay uh, tuned and listen to this great podcast. So tell me a little bit about your life and experience before real estate and anything in the background that you think prepared you to be a real estate investor. Oh, I don't know if anything prepared me for being a, a real estate investor. But, you know, I, I mean, originally I was born in South America, Uruguay, and my parents came here when I was six. Uh, my dad passed away when I was 12 and my mom had never worked a day in her life. And she had to go to work. My brother was 16. He had to go to work. I was 12. I couldn't work. But I did have to take care of the household. I had to take care of the financing. Uh, my dad was the one that used to do that. So now my brother and my mom would bring their checks home. And I'm the one that figured out what we were paying. I gave us all allowances, what we were able to use. And I became really good at it. I got so good at it that... I remember one time we were a whole paycheck free of my mom's at uh, one of her jobs. And she took me to this uh, clothing store. We never been able to buy brand new clothes. It was always second, second hand. It was called close times. And I, I'm probably going to age myself on this one, but we bought a whole week's worth of, we used to whole paycheck on brand new clothes and it was like we tried it on and you feel all good and she we'd be like buy it buy it so i mean it, it these are just kind of like memories that stuck 
the reason I'm saying all this is it gave me the work ethics. It gave me what we needed and um, what we could strive for and what you needed. You need good work ethics in real estate. You need to be uh, disciplined because it's very, very easily not to, you get one big check and then you just go out to the Bahamas and guess what? You're not gonna eat for the next six months then. So you really need to be consistent and disciplined to do this, focused and driven. Yeah, great. And uh, so you said, you know, you were doing other things as a, even as a teenager, a child, but why real estate? And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit um, how you got started in real estate. You know, and we've, I, my mom, again, she always, we would try different things. We've sold vacuum cleaners, vitamins, pots and pans, anything that you can think of. I mean, it was so bad. We used to have uh, some family and friends say, you guys will do anything. And my mom always said, we do wit, whatever it takes. And one day we're going to hit. One day we're going to find what we like. Well, and one of the trials, I started getting in one of these infomercials. I started getting interested in real estate. And I started working with a loan officer, and I was getting him leads. And he was going to give me a referral fee on the side. Not a whole lot. Well, he would always tell me that the deals weren't going through, and I never got paid. Until one day, one of my leads calls me and says, oh, are we closing the loan today? And I'm like, what? I thought it wasn't going, you know. No, 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 we, I already signed my loan documents. So that would, told me that this guy is actually doing, was doing these loans and just not paying me. And I was too new to even know any better. And I trusted, that was been always been my issue is I trust people. So I said, okay, I'm going to go get my own license. And I did. I got my license. I became a loan officer. But it was more on the, as a loan officer. And then you don't really get into the real estate investment. It is a scary arena when you first start because you do think you need a lot of money. You think you need the best credit. You think you need all this stuff that you really don't. But it's because you're not knowledgeable and knowing exactly what you need. Right. And so where are you now? What are you doing nowadays? So I know you, you share with me a little bit the story of how you really got started. You know, it's kind of a rags to riches story as far as investment properties. But you want to share a little bit about that and also what are you doing nowadays? So, so five years ago, I was going through my second divorce, horrible divorce. My daughter goes off to school and I was having the empty nest syndrome, which I never believed in it. I'll be honest until it happened to me and it's horrible. And she goes off to Louisiana and I'm really following her, but I, I still wanted to give her her space. So I researched the areas around Louisiana and I found Jackson, Mississippi to be the best area. I had saved up about $5,000 and I had, I said, okay, I'm moving. I am gonna go create my wealth. And I literally had everything set up. I just had to get here. An owner was gonna owner finance me the home. I just had to sign on the dotted line and move in. Well, 
on the way here, I had some some issues, a couple blowouts on my trailer, and the trailer was too heavy. We couldn't even be, it was too heavy to lift up to change the tire. So that, that was challenging. By the time I got here, the whole time I'm talking to this investor, and I'm, by this point, we're talking so much that I'm thinking we're friends. I'm even in my own little head here, thinking we're gonna be best friends when I get here. <sighs> yeah, wait till I cross state line. She stops returning my calls. So now I'm like, you start thinking all these crazy stuff, like, okay, maybe her phone died. Then a few hours go by, okay, well, maybe she dropped her phone in the toilet and she put rice on it. And you think of all these weird things, you know? Well, by the next day, I realized she's not calling me back. And I needed to go to plan B. The only problem is there was no plan B. So I, the one night I stayed at a pretty nice motel. I quickly got out of there, but because of all the blowouts I had on the way here, my 5,000 was pretty much diminished. And I went and I got, oh my gosh, Laura, when I tell you it was the most horrific motel, it was horrible. Graffiti on the furniture, the mirror had the graffiti and they tried to wipe it, but it was embedded in there. Um, bed bugs. So I couldn't stay in there. I slept in my car. So I was homeless. I was sleeping in my car and I can't, you don't even know how excited I was to come to Jackson, Mississippi. I was so excited. And every time I passed the state, I was like, woohoo, I'm out of California. I'm out of Arizona. And, and I'm so excited. I get to Mississippi and I'm still excited. But getting into this motel, I went from this high of being excited that I'm building my wealth to that night living in the back of my car. What happened during that whole day? I, my mindset completely did a turn for its worse. And I just got very negative. I got into the poor me and the pity me. I, uh, and I could snap out of it. And I literally was staying in the back of my car. It wasn't until the one night, I, to me, it was rock bottom night. There was a fight that broke out and I peeked out. I was sleeping already in the back of the car. And the next thing you hear is gunshots. So I'm like, oh my God. And like everything kind of, I realized what am I doing here? But yet I'm still in my pity me party. You know, like everything happened to me and, and it was this person, this, this to me. Um, so it was not a good night. The next morning I wake up and I remember hearing my cousin at one time say to me, you, Vicky, you, you always get ahead. I remember her telling me this one point and I thought, she's right. I always jump back. Why am I thinking it's okay? to be living in the back of this car. I was brought up, I mean, we didn't have a lot of money, but I was brought in and brought up in a home. Why am I doing this? Why is this acceptable? And where did that big high that I had to go build my wealth, what happened to it? So I realized I lost my mojo and I went and I got a rescue dog, Mr. B. And Mr. B 
they tell me his story and it was so sad. And I said, wow, poor little fella. Now they're giving him to me to go live in the back of the car with me. I said, he's going from, from bad to worse. I said, no, I need to change it. I, I am going to promise I'm going to change it. So now I had another why. It wasn't just me. I had his why to make it better for him. And it, it just took off. In three days, I had two people that were willing to owner finance me their house. Now, mind you, by this time now, I'm down to $478. The water company wanted a deposit of $150. The light company wanted $200, but they billed me. So I picked, I made, I started networking. In three days, like I said, I got two people that were going to owner finance me. I got into the first one. I fixed it up. I didn't, I didn't know how to fix up houses. I learned. I learned from YouTube. I learned from Pinterest, gave me the ideas. I bought my material on eBay majority of the times. So I learned how to do it. And it has, this was five years ago. And now I have over a hundred houses, five apartment complexes, commercial properties. So I've way past what my original goal was of just owning 60 doors. I passed that a long time ago. And I said, I was ready to retire like two and a half years ago. And I'm like, I don't want to retire. So I decided I'm going to go find the Vickies of the world. I'm going to go find those. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to be living in the back of your car, but the ones that have the drive that I had to get ahead, the ones that no is not an option. Failure is not an option. You know, whatever, anything they come across, they will figure out how to go around it and think outside the box. So that's what I'm out there now is looking for the Vickies of the world so I could be part of their legacy and, and teach them, give them the help that I got at the beginning. I want to be part of their legacy and teach them. Wow, that's a very powerful story. Probably one of the most powerful. And it's impressive that you were able to achieve what you've done in only five years. It's well, really thank impressive. You. Thank yeah. you. You basically, you know, I was reading a story yesterday about, you know, this, um, uh, this old army that, uh, this was in a Greek uh, war back uh, 3,000 years ago. And when they landed to, on the beach to go into the war, the general burned all the ships. And he says, oh. we're not going back. There is not going back. We're going to win this war and we're going to stay here. You know, and, and they did because they had no option. B. They, had no option. It was, they couldn't go back. They had to win the war and they had to colonize. So that's basically what you did. You had burnt your ship. And so you say, you know what, what am I going to do? I need to move forward. This is my new territory. So that's great. So, you know, this is a powerful story. And, what was your biggest mistake then? And what did you learn from it based on the story that you shared with us? Um, my biggest mistake, uh, I lost focus. I lost my, I'm not going to say I lost my mind, but uh, I got into the pity me party. And right. when you, you can't make it if you don't believe in yourself. And when you, stop taking responsibilities for your own actions 
you're not going to make it because that's when you start blaming others for you. And yes, do people do stuff to you? Of course they do. It, stuff happens all the time, but is how do you accept it and how do you learn from it and move on? So yeah, like, you know, I would have gotten there. I mean, I really lost maybe a month or two being in the back of that car because I couldn't get out of that pity me party. That's been like the biggest, biggest challenge. And, and it's hard because, you know, in business, you have ups and downs. And one thing that I've learned is, okay, what am I supposed to get out of this? Sometimes, you know, it's a big down. And, and yes, you get into the upset or whatnot, but always think, what are you supposed to get out of it? And how are you going to fix it so it doesn't happen again and you can get back out of it? So mindset and believing, I would say that's 90% of the battle. Right. And you kind of answered all the questions I have for you here with just your story. But, you know, right now you're being so successful. You keep being successful. So what do you attribute to your success at this point? the fact that you're moving forward and you have accomplished so much in such a short time? Um, my, well, you know, and again, I always go to the mindset. Um, I really, I see it. I, if I want to go and own, I don't know, a hotel in Vegas, the first thing is I have to see it in my head that I'm owning it and I own it. And it's so strong, that feeling that you see it. At, even though I know I don't own it right now, but I, I, I'm going to go own it. So I, you change your mindset by believing it. So you have to literally believe it and see it in your head before you do it. And you make wiser decisions that way. So when you go try something out, do it, but think in your head you're already there. And it works out better this way. Right. Yeah, I'm just uh, finished reading again uh, the book. I hadn't read it in 30 years, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yes. And, uh, and basically, yeah, and that's what he says. You know, it's, I mean, I read books all the time. And uh, but sometimes I like to revisit older books that actually had an impact in my life. And what you said, you have to envision, you have to have such a strong desire of what you see and then you know powered by feeling and emotion you know because a thought doesn't have the same strength if you don't put feelings and emotion and then obviously like you said to really act as if it's already there you know so yes. it's important it's important exactly. to have that exactly yeah so i was sitting this morning it's uh, i do you know my meditation i do my process every morning i was looking around my house and i was like okay i have achieved everything i wanted so far so it's like, now what's my next? What's my next goal? What's my next target? You know, so that's very important that you actually have this, your mind is constantly wanting more and that's okay, but you have to really see it in your mind first. So- yeah. and, um, and I will I'll share something with you. I found out like a few years ago, someone said to me, this is about the third house. On the third house, I just barely got someone to come and help me fix up the, the house because, you know, drywall's heavy and I had to figure out how to do the drywall and all this stuff. Um, and I got to know quite a few people and someone said, 
they thought I had a lot of money at that time. Well, mentally I did, but my pocket didn't have it. But because I portrayed that I did, not that I was flashing money because literally I did not have it. I just was able to get some a helper. And I remember telling them, I said, you know, start little with a helper. But people really thought I had a lot more money and I didn't. So it's all because I made different decisions because my mindset was different. Right. And the thing is, you come through, obviously, you know, the confidence is what I say to people, you know, it's like sometimes is the confidence that you portray. Don't worry that you're new in the business. Don't worry that you probably know 5% of what you should know. But, you know, look the part, you know, again, it's like acting as if you already have it already happened, which is so important. So, yeah, definitely. Um, you want to share a little bit uh, about what helps you? I'm, I'm, you know, you talk about mindset, and I'm very much, I do what I call the miracle morning routine every day. Uh, but you want to share some tools, some books that you read lately that really empowered you, that kind of was an aha moment. I know I have books all the time, but you want to share what you like? You know, I, and I go to a lot of different uh, events and I, I cannot pronounce his last name, uh, Robert from um, Shark Tank. I love him. I mean, the, the stuff that his story, I really relate to him. And, um, you know, one thing that he said was, I get up in the morning and I say, what great things I'm going to am I going to do today? And it's so true. Like you always, always have to keep pushing forward now always, but also at night, ask yourself, what did I do today? You know, be honest with yourself. But, um, so yeah, I like to surround myself around positive people and think outside the box for me personally. And on my, I like to have my one-on-one time. You know, I, I'm a big dog love lovers, and um, I like to spend time with my dogs. And um, but yeah, I, there's not one in particular book that I just have to say. Robert Kawasaki is probably my favorite. Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's like my ultimate favorite. Uh, Think and Grow Rich would be another one, but. I just like a lot of them. Yeah, I do too. Do you have a puppy next to you? I got two right here. Oh, really? Can we see them? They're my... Oh, my gosh. Here's one. Oh, wow. (laughs) How many dogs do you have? I have five now. I'm a big foster fail. After Mr. B, it was me, Mr. B against the world, the first one I got. I started fostering. Diva, the, the black and white one, she's the only one that I bought. All the other ones have been uh, rescues. So that's, that's yeah, I'm a big foster Phil. That's great. So um, tell us, you know, share with us what three best tips of advice do you have for a woman who wants to get into real estate? Because as you know, you know, we women tend to we can be actually better than this than men can, <laughs> you know, and nothing wrong. I love men, but we have a power that we don't even recognize ourselves. And, um, and so I'm always asking for women that have been successful. You know, if you had to inspire another woman, 
three tips of advice that would just make her give her an aha moment, what would it be? Um, number one, mindset. is always make sure you stay positive and surround yourself with positive people. People that like-minded people, you always want to be the student. Like, um, in your group, you want to have people that can teach you things. That would be one. Number two is be a phenomenal problem solver. I cannot sell a blanket to an Eskimo, but I'm an, I'm an exceptional problem solver. I had to do it when my, my dad passed away, and that's been my whole life. When you learn how to solve problems, you will get so many deals because you are solving the seller's problem. So problem solving is huge. And then network. Everywhere you go, network, network. The more you network, get to know what the other person is doing. And I'll give you an example. When I started, I was, you know, remember I said I was at $478. They wanted a down payment. I didn't have it. I did not have a down payment. So I asked, well, what do you need for your business? You know, what does your business do? Do you own or finance to all the time? He said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have another house. I said, okay, let me find you your buyer. And then you pay me that we will apply towards, towards the down payment. So in essence, I bartered. I did the work for him and found him what he needed for his business. And we applied it towards my down payment. Think about it. Those of you in any business, any business that always needs a customer, right? If somebody comes to you and says, pay me X, Y, Z, but every time you have the product, I'll have a customer for you. Would you not do it? If you already have the buyer lined up, you just have to keep feeding the product. Of course you pay because it's going to save you marketing dollars, advertising, time, all this stuff. So that's what I did is I bartered. I learned what everybody I network needs and I found them what they needed and I got paid. That's another way of getting paid. Right. Filling in the gaps. Great. Yes, definitely. And uh, like you said, thinking outside the box, you know, thinking outside the box is like uh, if, if you want to buy rental property, you get bank financing. Anybody can do it. If you have an IRA, self-directed IRA, that's easy. But to do it like from where you're coming from, sitting in the back seat of a car and deciding I'm going to get the house and I don't even have the down payment and then building the empire that you did, that's really inspiring. Now, if anybody wants to find, or first of all, you know, talk about, you know, how they can reach you, um, you know, the, uh, your website, uh, what type of events you do, and also what, do you, what is your specialty as far as teaching real estate? Well, right now, the main one I'm, at, I'm doing is in real estate. I will be launching more things about business, doing turnkey businesses, but <clears throat> I could do an event called deal in hand event. And this is where I teach you what I did, how I put in these offers to be able to get owner financing when I didn't have money, I didn't have the credit. So in the deal in hand event, it really should be deal in hand workshop because you're working. And 
you actually go and you find properties and you're putting in offers. You have to do uh, the calling with the sellers. And the idea why I do this event is how many times have any of you guys have been to any event and you get so pumped up and so excited and then you go home and you're like, okay, um, you're overwhelmed. You're like, I don't even know where to start or you're missing you forget certain things of the you know pieces of this puzzle well you're doing it at the event you're actually writing up the offer so the only thing you need to do is go home and duplicate what you did at the event great you know so um if you need to get a hold of me like to join one of the dealing hands events i do them all all over and i will be adding more dates you can visit my website at www Vicky, V-I-C-K-Y, Schettini, S-C-H-E-T-T-I-N-I.com. And you can also call my office is at 601-202-Vicky. Great. Well, this was amazing information. And uh, it's, it's very inspiring. Like I said, it's probably one of the most inspiring stories uh, that well, I've heard uh, thank from you a real so estate much. investor and a woman that really likes to reach it so quickly. So definitely, you know, uh, like I said, me and Vicky resonated with, uh, she did an interview with me a few weeks ago, and uh, we're going to look forward to do some things together to really give the experience, a more global experience and empower women that want to invest in real estate. And I know one of the things that Vicky shared with me, she's very passionate about, is helping single mothers, women that are, um, you know, in a position that they feel they have no choices. And uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yes. And, and I, like I shared with you earlier, I don't know what I'm going to do, maybe a webinar or something like that. But, you know, I, I've been a single mom and it's a, it's a vicious cycle and you're so tired because you get up in the morning, you know, prepare lunch, you take them to school, then you go to work. If, and that's usually a lot earlier. You come home, you take them to practice, then you have to cook, then you have to give them a bath or homework and then just to go back and do it again the next day. And then on the weekends, they might have practice games and then you're exhausted and you're trying to sleep and you know you're feeling guilt because you know other families are out there having fun, but you just want to sleep. So it is so hard to be a single mom and be able to do it on your own. And there's so many things that they can do and, and have the kids help with. And, and you're teaching your kids ethics work ethics value and and you're teaching them good things so um i think i'm going to be starting out with a webinar you know follow me on social media facebook i'm at all of them and vicky scatini on all of them but yes i'm really really passionate about the single moms and i can't tell you 100 percent, but i know for sure i'm doing a webinar i have not confirmed about doing a live event, it just probably would depend on the response if I get if there's a need, which I think there is. I think there's a strong need. Well, everybody give, uh, give her feedback. If you think, uh, you know, if you are in the situation, you would love to learn more about it, give Vicky feedback so that will help her to launch 
this uh, great idea. So thanks everybody for listening. Hopefully this was very inspiring. And uh, you know, just uh, sit down and really give it some thought and then start taking action. There is no substitute for taking action, no matter what you do. Thanks again. Thanks Vicky for spending Thank you. This, uh, 30 minutes with us. And I look forward to hear from anybody what you, what you learned from this. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye.